fantasy cartographers. This is the Fantasy Map, the fastest growing niche fantasy football podcast in the Mid-Atlantic region. It follows the ongoings of our 16-team salary cap league and was intended only to harass those 16 people. We never thought we'd have everyone in our league listen, but now we're at hundreds of downloads a week. Go figure. With us today, Drew Keys of the Darnstown Droosh, one and two, Tyler Cox of the Monocacy Street Meets, Street Meet, excuse me, Tyler, one and two, Kyler O'Brien, Kyle O'Brien of the Philly Citywide, three and oh, and of course, myself, Byron LaFleur of the Ionsville Cartographers with a wonderful O and three. Just according to plan. Week three is in the books. A-Chain scores 50 points and miraculously saves the Darnstown Drews from an 0-3 start. Similarly, Mostart and the Eagles shatter the Arlington Darlings' hopes and dreams. And the Cartographers make up with for no trades last week with two this week. So plenty to talk about, boys. There we go. A little speech oh. ahead of time. Felt like it cleaned it up a little bit. Maybe I need to restate that. But what do you guys think? It's a it's a chan by the way. It's a chan. A chan feels better. There's a whole. It does. It does. There was a whole thing on some podcast where where they went through this, and Shefty, according to Shefty, is a chan. And well, you're I heard them saying like that, that during the broadcast a bunch, and I was like, why? I I ended up eventually. I had the four box on. I had to toggle away because I was so convicted in my belief that it was A-Chain from everything we've heard. It's so much more fun to say A-Chain. Like, oh, I was saying it all day, all day. <laughs> I was just looking at my phone and screaming A-Chain out. And apparently that's not his name. Well, what's sad is that ChatGBT also thought it was A-Chain. And we're going to get to that later when we talk about the reviews because we're not the only ones. Artificial intelligence is on our side, boys. All right, no, Kyle... It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining this week. Uh, initially, I just got to ask you a quick, uh, it's really two questions just to kind of get your feet wet. Um, one, what do you attribute your immediate success to this year? And two, can we do a trades backseas? Absolutely not on the second <laughs> question. We uh, are never going back. Uh, I mean, I'm holding on. i am got some players. I went with a strategy i came in the league dave totally scanned me with my first trade and getting back lamar jackson so learn from your mistakes but go for big players it's it's you have money to spend you gotta bring in big players to get the wins because the points are hard to come by uh and i learned that last year I, I find it hilarious. Last year, me and my brother were sitting at the bottom of the standings, and now this year, we're sitting at the top of the standings. So what, year after year, even though it's dynasty, I feel like things flip really quickly in this league. So you never know when your chance is going to be. So if you have some players that are just tearing it up, got to take advantage of it because you don't know when the wins are coming. I mean, we've seen that twice, right? Like, Alex, uh, for instance, actually, we were talking about this, what, two podcasts ago. Evan was trying to tank, and he winds up somehow making his way into the playoffs. If Alex hadn't tanked for two seasons, he probably would have made the playoffs at least one of them. And then this season, if I had not traded all of my players away in the hopes to tank, I would probably be at least in consideration of a, of a like, a you know, at least in the consideration of a playoff team. So, uh, very interesting. I do like Byron finally admitting that that you won that trade. Just say it's been two weeks of me admitting, trying to get him to admit that you just you just annihilated him. I'm salty about it too, as the owner, proud owner of Philly City Wide's 
pick 116 next year was what it looks like. I was really, I had high hopes for that pick until that so, trade. I have to go in on this strategy and, and this is going to be a little bit of ta- tangent. So Byron is accumulated all these first round picks and yes. someone said it in the chat and I have, I have two, oh, twofold and I'm really interested to see, I don't want to give you too many ideas, but how are you going to have enough spots on your lineup? And how are you going to make that cap work? Because if you draft everybody in the first round, those first round picks are $20. Like it's going to add up pretty quick. Have wow. you, have you leaked anything with the strategy at all? Or are you just accumulating picks and hoping for the best? Now, this is an excellent question. And I'm so happy that you brought it up. Do you now, think I'm- you're going to get a genuine answer or do you think you're going to get an advertisement? I'm going to go with advertisement. Now, obviously, as the cartographer's owner, we have an entire team that's working in the background right now to map out, if you will, our future success. Uh, We have realized all of a sudden that if we did get all 16 players in the first round of the 2025 draft, that would cost us a whopping $190 and 16 spots on our roster. So it would be... It's a little maybe more difficult than we realize. However, we're not in it just for the strategy. We're in it because it really upsets Drew. And that, at the end of the day, is what His whole really strategy this year is to upset Drew. You don't understand the trade he made with you. Go look at the other trades, right? Zach Wilson for first. Mac Jones for first. And he gives you both of those star players just because you have, because I have the pick. That's why he did it. That's, That's why he did it. That's I'm absolutely kidding. ridiculous. We That's have Kyler Murray. We're, we're really excited about. We're really excited about Kyler Murray this year. We feel he's, like he's and and by the way, let me he's going to come back. Maybe two first round picks if you want him. Let me know. You can get him for a discount right now for one. So take it that works. if you will. His strategy works. I am very right. very sad. Speaking of trades, I think there were. Two trades this week? What was what was going on on the trade market this week? I saw two pop up, but I didn't see what went through. Oh, I love your segue. You know what? You're a professional, and I appreciate that. Let's talk about some trades. So we did have true, true, two trades. Both of them included myself. The first one, the Lewisburg Luchadors received Devontae Adams, $53, and Gerald Everett, Now, for those that are not in our podcast, you should know that our salary cap this year is $300. So Devontae Adams is about a sixth of the space. In exchange, the Ainsville Cartographers received Foster Moreau for $9, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for $12, Quez Watkins for $10, and Amari Rogers for $3. Oh, and of course, a 2025 first-round pick. Tyler, why don't we begin with you? What did you think of the straight? Uh, pretty consistently here, I am uh, uh, of the belief that the person who gets the best asset in the trade is the person who um, wins the trade. In this case, that's going to be Devontae Adams. We saw him have a huge game this past week. Um, I do think that production is going to continue this season as we've seen. You know, Jacoby Myers has actually played pretty well for that Raiders team, um, but outside of him, Josh Jacobs looks like a shell of what he was the last year and a half and, and Hunter Renfro's production as I am hyper aware is through the floor. Um, he looks like he shouldn't even be on the field most of the time. So it's really that the Adams show there um, that 2025 first could be 
you know, somewhere in the middle of the pack by the time Justin's done uh, reconciling all of the, um, the cap stuff he's going to have to deal with next year with the quarterbacks on his roster. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Justin won, give him a solid, you know, B plus to an A here and Byron, you continue to uh, rack up picks. You'll never use. I'm convicted. You're going to use these to, to make trades, to get star players in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like this. I don't like Devonte Adams overall. I think that's why I think I was actually talking to you about getting him. I don't like his long-term um, out, output coming through. I think he's going to drop off in the near future, but I like it as a win-now strategy. He is pricey, but if you can make the salary cap fit, uh, complete upgrade. I think uh, I'll give Justin an A- minus on this trade. Um, instant boost in his wide receiver room. He is wide receiver depth not that great so the addition of Adams to it is going to help him out really and I, I will give you another A for accumulating another first round pick off hey I want to see what happens now we're just I I, I want to see this ride happen and <laughs> I have to hang around at the league for two more years but I think it's a solid boost to his wide receiver room well, we did just receive an update from our glorious commissioner, Justin O'Brien, who has just proposed a new rule to eliminate the rookie draft moving forward. So we'll have to see how this goes how this turns out for good old B. John LaFleur. Uh, but Drew, do you have anything to add? To, or should we just go to the next one? I vote I uh, is what I have to add. I vote yes in favor. Um, I will say, I think this is just, I mean, it, it shows you, because we're going to segue into our next one. Um, you know, Byron is willing to rip you off. He's willing to trade completely evenly with you, and he's willing to give you a hell of a deal like he gave Kyle. Um, he's done all three, and uh, I think all he really cares about is do I get a 2025 pick? And if so, we'll make a deal. Um, and I think he this is completely fair, but I will say, uh, Justin's team scary in two ways. You get Devontae Adams, you also get uh, probably towards the end of the season an improved outlook for Quentin Johnson, um, because of Mike Williams's injury suddenly his weakness might not be a weakness um and he's he's three and out so he's looking up i like it for both teams all right moving to the next trade we have the frederick scrubs receiving matt jones for 18 dollars clyde edwards hilaire mentioned for 12 dollars josh palmer for two and exchange the Ionsville cartographers receive matt breda for 14 dollars kylan granson for one dollar and Scrubs is 2024 first round pick. Drew, let's start with you this time. What do you think of this trade? I'm not as down on it as Dave was in our group chat. We had a little text message, and, and I think Dave uh, said another first for nothing or something like that. Um, I think it makes sense for why Scott did it. Is it similar to how I felt about the Pence and Parakeets trade? Um, I like the idea of the trade. Uh, I like the idea of what Josh Popper might be. Um, I like um, and, and has proven he can be in certain instances in the past. Um, and I like Matt Jones um, for why the, the Scott did it. I just think there's going to be a lot of weeks where he's not playing Matt Jones uh, for his running backs. I think that's where he's going to end up. And I'm not sure he needed to make it. Um, I think there are other options for him out there. Um, and uh, I'm a little biased to that view. But um, I, I think... I think you won this trade hands down. Uh, I don't think Mac Jones is worth this. I think Mac Jones has a lot of question marks fantasy wise. But I mean, Mac Jones, 
any quarterback, but Mac Jones is definitely worth a top five wide receiver. So I feel like this is completely fine and in line with the Devontae Adams trade, right? Mac Jones is worth is is this worth the Devontae Adams? Worth, yeah, a top five wide receiver. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Not when where he is. I think if he was earlier in his contract, I think if you had a more stable Mac Jones and you believed in his long term outlook a little bit more, sure. But I, I, I don't view him as as equal to him here now. You know, a wider. He's a wide receiver one worth the value of a wide receiver one for sure this year. Um, I, I, I just I'm not sold on that. I don't think uh, I'm not told he's going to be as valuable for 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 Scott's team and what they need this year. I think he's going to be starting running backs over him. So I don't think it's just that black and white. But Drew, this is what you said. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, yeah, what Three I weeks ago, when we were talking <laughs> about the Alex James, uh, excuse me, the Terry McLaurin for... Matt. Terry McLaurin? You're, 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 you're talking about Terry McLaurin versus... Well, Devo- well this, this is what you said. He, he went and got traded a, a young quarterback... Um, even if you're not a whole full odd believer in Mac Jones, he's got value and you paid for a, a wide receiver one value. Um, I think it's uh, a massive overpay. And then you clarified a little bit later. I don't see it. He paid like he was a top five wide receiver in the league. Any comments through off of that? No, no comment. No, no. comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anything to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. I, I'm in the the camp of if you can get a second quarterback, you get it. But I don't think Mac Jones is worth it. Um, I could be wrong. I don't have his stats in front of me, but he's not pulling in over 15 points. You're not wrong, Kyle. You're not uh, wrong. And he's averaging like 17 points a game right now. Uh, okay, so I'm right around that 15. I just, I think, the running backs that he has have higher ceilings and they can easily pull a 20 point game where Mac Jones is. I will, I will say what my fiance loves to say about him. He has a noodle for an arm and he cannot throw the ball. He is not going to be putting up big games. And I think his running backs are more valuable. And I think he just wasted an asset in the first round pick when he could have got something better for it. So I would give this trade like a C um, I'll give you an A for pulling in another first round pick, and that's my basis off it. But I, I just, I, I will think say, you could have waited out and got something else. I was right though a few weeks ago. Yes, congrats, you were correct about the value here. Um, as it turns out, um, you know, I guess I'll weigh in here. Uh, just a little, a little nuance with that seventeen points a week there, Byron. That's riding twenty four points in week one from Mac Jones against an Eagles team that was still struggling to find its its footing on defense um i actually i'll go the other way on this trade. i actually really like this for scott um because i think it opens up a lot of future flexibility for him with what he can do um to continue to make this team a sustainable success he's sitting on more running backs than he can play every single week um most of whom are in the top 24 right so we're talking about having right now he has six if Isaiah Pacheco made it in this week, uh, which he did, he has six top 24 running backs on his roster. Um, This allows him to potentially start selling a piece or two there. And I know we all worry about depth all season, but you know, the further we go um, allowing him to, to get some draft capital back for some of these running backs as other teams struggle 
Um, and having that plug and play QB two now um, can allow him and to go and recoup that 24 first he just sent out. So, um, and it will, will be his own, which is going to be one of the last four picks in the draft. Mostly. I will say like, that's another thing in, in, in Scott's defense. I think like, if you look at this picky sending out probably a low pick, right. Um, it's, it's one of the lower 24 picks as well. Um, and I think he can recoup some of Mac Jones is valuable in the best case scenario where Mac Jones plays pretty well, goes into next year being a starting quarterback. He can recoup some of that. I talked to him this year and he, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Um, so I, I think it's, it's not nearly as bad as say pensive parakeets trade, but, um, <laughs> not nearly as bad as that um but it's not great well i don't really think i've had my humorous anecdote inserted already gentlemen i think it's time we get into last week's scores don't you we got a little bit ahead of ourselves now once again i have asked our dear friend chat gbt to come on if you all noticed that our dear friend Dave is not here. And so I asked ChatGPT to be as snarky as possible to replace our friend, you know? And, uh, well, it did a decent job, I think. In the first matchup we're going to cover this week, the Arlington Darlings were defeated by the Punxsutawney Pensive Parakeets, 127.5 to 132.6. The Arlington Darlings, in their signature style of turning gold into lead, managed to waste stellar performances from Deshaun and Amari Cooper, tumbling into a laughable one and two for the season. On the flip side, the Parakeets must have made a deal with the fantasy gods, as Raheem Mostert delivered a performance so ridiculous it's almost fictional, racking up an absurd 41.7 points. While the Darlings were busy writing their next tragic chapter, the Parakeets clinched a Monday night win thanks to the Eagles' defense. But in a twist of irony, they might have lost Derek Carr, um, which is kind of, you know, yes, they got the victory here. They moved to uh, two and one. I think, you know, losing Derek Carr here. Yes, they have the depth at quarterback with Josh Dobbs, of all people. Um, but Zach Wilson might be losing his starting job. So not exactly where you want to be moving forward. Yeah, Dobbs might be losing his starting job as well. Um Moving on to the next game, it's the Breezewood Nuts 125.48 beating Fancy Footwork 99.94. The Nuts rolled to 3-0, proving they're more than just a funny name. Tyreek Hill dazzled along with the rest of the Dolphins' office me, offense. Meanwhile, Fancy Footwork's trade of Riddler for Jefferson in a first? Yikes. That's like trading a diamond for glitter. Stroud tried to shine, but where's Jonathan Taylor? Maybe lost with their winning record. In short, nuts are on fire while footwork might want to rethink their dance moves. Ouch. Ouch. Artificial intelligence just, I won't add to that. I won't add to that. Kyle, why don't you read the next one? (laughs) All right. Now we go back to my division. Darnstown Droosh pulls it out. At 125.56, beating the Maniunk Loose Cannons at 114.3. The Druce had Devin a chain of touchdowns lighting up the scoreboard. The Jacksonville Jags defense could have lost it with negative four points against Houston. Really? The real drama unfolded Monday night. The Druce made a risky play starting the then 26th ranked QB Garoppolo for... Burrow, Puka, Nuka, 
Kuka Nuka recent magic fizzled. Um, how many points did he come in at? And Baker reminded everyone why he was once a free agent. Man, these are these are little spicy takes, but oof, Juice, you pulled it out. They really know our league history. <laughs> I feed it like little bits of information and just ask it to be as mean as possible. Frederick Scrubs beat the jet jagged off. 157 to 108. Brother in laws clashed as the seasoned scrubs faced newbie Jagannath. Herbert and Walker III led the scrubs to their second straight win, posting the week's highest score and sending a clear best team reminder. Meanwhile, Jagannath, despite Cousins' efforts, showed they're still finding their league legs. Philly Citywide defeated Iamsville Cartographers just as planned, uh, 138 uh, to 103. Who even cares? The cartographers are tanking. Congrats to the Citywide on their meaningless victory. They would have uh, yeah. beaten one, two, three, four, four teams this week. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he would have uh, still had two Pythagorean losses, but I think he finished fourth from the bottom this week. So. You know, not the worst showing from the cartographers. You can see that's why they shipped. Was it five, Drew? Yeah. So that's why they shipped. Uh, that's why they shipped out who they shipped out. Uh, the, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, the last holdout on this team here. So really an embarrassing performance turned in by Devonta. He should be ashamed. We we, are, we sent a clear message to the rest of the team. No one performed. Uh, Joe's Primo team uh, played Lewisburg Luchadors. I think it's my turn. Uh, Louis Luchadors won 112.3 to 93.56. Joe's Primo team came out swinging with Tua Tagovailoa and Christian McCaffrey while George Kittle flexed his elite status. Yet, despite their star power, they couldn't clinch the win. The Luchadors, with Debo Samuel leading the charge, managed to pull off the victory. While the quarterback duo of Fields and Wilson wasn't stellar, the overall team effort, combined with a strong defensive showing, Secure their triumph. Kenny Pickett's fetch performance might have the luchadors con contemplating some lineup changes. Hold on. You told it to be mean? This was the most vanilla, mundane, not mean thing yeah, I've so, ever read. But it's I'll true. Be, I'll be honest with you. This is the point where we were about six minutes away from the podcast starting, and I just started literally just throwing them in and just be like, <laughs> please, like, just give me something. <laughs> They're all oh. kind of lame right now. All right. You no, know, I actually did ask it to be mean a little bit on this one. Uh, all right. So we got the street meets pulling in their first victory, I believe, at uh, beating the Virginia ground and pound 107 to 75. Street meet shockingly secure a win without a star chub. Oh, poor chub. Virginia's Danny Dimes turned out to be more like Danny Pennies this week. Ground and pound may have some buyer's remorse with Cooper Cup sidelined and Jacob's underwhelming performance. Gibbs and Robinson showed promise, um, and the rookies were still disappointing this week. Hey, good job for Streets Meeks. I guess that's the fourth or sixth lowest score on the week, and Virginia ground and pound uh, just not not looking good at all. And for the last game, we've got Vienna Rams of the best versus the home run hitters. Rams of the best won 110 to 68. The home run hitters struck out, especially with an injured Bryce Young still in the lineup. 
Derrick Henry was surprisingly quiet with just two points. Meanwhile, Rams are the best, rode high on Josh Allen's 21 points and Justin Jefferson's 24. Their Buffalo Bills defense, however, was the MVP with a massive 35 points. Rams are the best, clearly outplayed their competition this week. So, gentlemen, that is the roundup for this week. I think we just get into week four matchups does anyone have anything else that they kind of want to talk about before I we know. what do you think guys uh story of the week any anybody have one i feel like we let the ai do the talking but i mean coming out of that week we have a few three and oh teams right a handful of them um a few surprise ones obviously kyle you're on the podcast because you wanted to surprise three and oh teams along with dave breezewood nuts um and and justin um but but I, I I do think we should kind of pause and just kind of we're we're three and out right we're we're three weeks in you start actually separating the wheat from the chaff, Tyler. Yeah. Kyle, why don't we start with you? Yeah, yeah. Go, Kyle. So I I think a lot of the three and O teams have benefited from some matchups, but I mean three weeks in that's enough of a sample size to see where your team's going, and I I think we saw that with a couple moves. I think we're going to see more moves. Bye weeks are coming up. Bye weeks start week five, and I, I think they're going to hit a lot of people hard. I know in our league, our depth is there is there's not much depth. Um, so it's these these wins are crucial. I'm I'm very happy sitting at three and zero, but the next three games I have, I'm I'm looking at, and I'm going to need some luck to pull it out. I think I have the Frederick Scrubs this week, and I'm worried about about that matchup, but. I think a lot of teams have benefited from some luck. And I think a lot of one in two teams have also had the luck reversed on them. I think there's a lot of teams that they're sitting in a position one in two, and they can easily make a, a runoff of two or three games in a row. So I still think this league is, is wide open for anybody to make the playoffs. And then once you get in, you never know what's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks play out. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest question is always who starts tanking, right? Because that always people get a little bit, uh, I guess, underwhelmed by their team's performance. They get a little nervous. And then there's that tantalizing rookie draft that comes up and some teams will just pull the ripcord pretty quickly. Drew, you were in that sit. I mean, we can go back to the podcast last week. Believe me, you know how much I love uh, playing your sound clips. But you were pretty depressed about where your team was, and now I feel like it's not. Yeah, I was. Like, I, obviously, I, I, this is clearly you were one of the best teams. I was. I was also tongue tongue was solidly in my cheek in terms of tanking, but uh last week i was definitely nervous i still am nervous right um about my team because I, I i've lost i had six starters out a lot of them are coming back um this week i i was never going to tank yet but i was going to take if my team kept losing but i was going to keep trying um a chain is a is a nice pleasant surprise and hopefully it turns into something scott probably probably more position to speak about this is scott i mean tyler i don't know why i said scott yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, it's gonna be hard for me specifically to tank, but if I if I had my first, it would definitely be this week that I was I mean, I talked pretty openly about it on the pod and and with pretty much everybody. I knew where my team was and looking at week four, if I didn't get to, you know, two and two by then, at least, it was like we're gonna pull a cord um and start making moves. Uh we'll see what happens this week. 
Um, I think the schedule makers did a great job, even accidentally. We have the matchups this week of the two, two of the three and O teams play each other. And then in the other premier matchup, you've got the other three and O team going against the scrubs. So we're giving the people what they want. Um, one thing I'll point out, um, I think part of what's been been so tough to predict, uh, not just in our league, but if you're in other leagues, um, either listening or or just in general, um, if you look at the top 16 running backs right now, and then you look at ADP um, and you line those two things up, it's a fucking mess. You've got Christian McCaffrey and Tony Pollard, and the rest is like round three and beyond draft picks. Uh, Bijan's up there too at number nine, but uh, a lot of these guys were not the top, top running backs coming into the year. Um, and it's that way across the board at quarterback, at wide receiver, um, a little more predictable, but still, you know, a little topsy-turvy. Um, and that's allowed some of these teams we didn't think would be powerhouses to be powerhouses. Yeah, the Jordan loves, as Kyle knows, of the world. Also at quarterback, there's other the other positions as well um, that have come through. I do think you're going to see a little bit of a regression to the mean on some of that, right? Um, and and that's going to also impact the standings over the next few weeks. Perhaps, or we could be in, I mean, if you think about fantasy football over the past two years, especially, it's been carried by a couple of of, of aging stars at the top of each each position. Um, and we could just be in the middle of a shift this year. Um, and we'll know going into next year, this is the new crop of top running backs and receivers. I mean, we've kind of established it over the past three years for the receivers. It's more about the running backs and now the quarterbacks um, really like elevating themselves. So I think it's an excellent point. It's just, I, I didn't, I obviously recognized it with the running backs, but it's really, like someone said, it's true for the wide receivers too. I mean, you have the top five that are pretty solidified. Keenan Allen may be the one, while he was still like a highly touted wide receiver, he was more like wide receiver 18. He's playing like wide receiver two right now. But you also have Puka, Debo, Adam Thielen, Nathaniel Dell or Tank Dell. It just, it is a very interesting year overall. I'm sure it will all even out at the end of the season. But for right now, it's very curious. Ready right. to go to this week? Yeah, let's go. All right. So starting off, let's retain the what we were doing last time. Um, excuse me, the order that we were doing last time. The we'll start off with you, Tyler. Jagginoff is 56 point favorites against the Ionsville cartographers. I'm feeling like that is not a high enough spread. What about you? Uh, it seems pretty pretty accurate. Jagannath's gonna all year go through kind of a be a mercurial team, right? Uh, a little up and down with Zeke and Dalvin Cook, and you know Waddle being in and out of the lineup. Zay Flowers at, as a rookie, um, Kirk and Dak both prone to be uh, prolific scorers or put up some duds. Uh, so 56 is probably the average of what their two most likely outcomes, which are beating you by 30 and beating you by 70. So um, I won't even talk about your team, although somebody trade for DeAndre Swift. So Byron can finish what he started. Uh, that's really where we're at right now. Not sure if we're going to be trading DeAndre Swift, actually. But moving and on. I'll take the cover, though, if we're still Steve, taking. I would I'll say I it. hope Alvin Kamara makes it into his lineup. Uh, but I guess it doesn't matter that much this week. Pumps Katani Pensive Parakeets are 19 point favorites versus fancy footwork. Drew? 
How many point favorites? 19. I mean, this is going to be the first week where you test some of that depth for, for the parakeets, but I think that sounds about right. Um, and yeah, I think that they, they do cover that. I mean, you have to like, Dobbs. do I have to do more? Um, you got Dobbs, you got Mostert, but, uh, you mean Dobbs or Dobbs? There's two Dobbs here. By oh the my way. God, there is two Dobbs. There's two Dobbs. Like, um, am I pronouncing it wrong or is it Dobbs for both? It's Dobbs for both. Can they, Dobbs. Can they do dupes? You can say dupes if you want to pronounce it <laughs> incorrectly, but very on brand. And we do that for eight chain too. So it's like Dobbs and Doobie, Doobie Doobie. Why not? Yeah. No, I think you know it's going to be an interesting test of Parakeets' depth. Um, I think this is a good week to test that out and see um see which of these quarterbacks to play because I, I do think Fancy's um struggling a little bit. James Conner does look very viable at running back. Um, his wide receivers are not terrible. Um, but I do think his quarterback play is is where he's going to struggle. Um, and and his backup running back as well, or second running back. So I, I like pet parakeets here. The highest scoring team this year, at least so far, Breezewood Nuts are 18-point favorites versus the Arlington Darlings. Kyle, can Mike Ryan come back? So I, I think this one, scroll down to it. I think this was just an unlikely games for the Arlington Darlings and, and they, they're sitting at 337 total points on the year Breezewood Nuts sitting at 400 they're blowing everybody out of the water they're gonna have a down week one of these times and I, I'm, I'm picking Arlington Darlings to come out I think they have enough pieces to put together a consistent lineup and I think this might be the week where Breezewood Nuts just have a down game from Stafford and Goff, and then they just don't have enough pieces to to prop them up. I don't think you're going to get Tyreek Hill going off every single week, even though it seems like it. No one can catch him on the field, but if, until I'm proven wrong, he's he's putting up crazy points this year. No one can catch him. I, I think Geno Smith and, and Watson kind of realign the Arlington Darlings for, for, for a win this week over the Breezewood Nuts. In the next matchup, we've got Maniok Loose Cannons as seven, oh, excuse me, versus wait, the Monocacy Street Meats are 17-point favorites versus Maniok Loose Cannons? Is that right? Nope, you got it exactly backwards. The Loose Cannons are favored by 17 and a half over That's the Street I, I don't know why. Yeah, that makes way more sense because I was like, that doesn't work at all um yes so the loose cannons uh their team has been struggling they're the second to last owen three team but you just have to assume it's gonna start working out zach moss has been obviously a very good performer over the past two weeks you're excited to have him i think last week he had 21 points in the week before 18 I was a bit skeptical that he was going to perform, but now it's starting to create a trend. But Jerry Judy, I don't think that's going to work out. Puka, we're still, I guess, on the fence after last week's kind of, I guess he didn't get 15 catches, so anything would be disappointing. It's just very interesting to see the directions the loose cannons will take. Meanwhile, you have the street meat, or street meat, excuse me. They've got three superstars in Hertz. Pittman and Amon Rice, Ross St. Brown, excuse me, Hurts, 
Amon Rossi Brown and Travis Kelsey and Pittman is starting to get into that conversation. I think that was a very exciting uh, acquisition this year to, re- or at least I should, should say, re- to retain him. So I, I really feel like the Monocacy Street meet can win this and go to two and two, but it just all comes down to how well his stars perform. Next up, we've got Philly Citywide versus Frederick Scrubs, and the Scrubs are eight point favorites. Yeah, so this is one of the premier matchups of the week that I, I alluded to earlier. We've got Philly Citywide at 3-0 and going up against the Frederick Scrubs, who, yeah, it's only an eight-point spread, but if you look up and down this roster, uh, it's actually given them a 70% chance to win. Uh, currently, Aaron Jones is in that Citywide lineup. Uh, it looks like he's probably going to give it a go on Thursday, um, but that remains to be seen um, by the time most people hear this based on Byron's productivity schedule. Uh, that answer will have already been determined. Um, and then you got Josh Kelly in the lineup, Michael Thomas, who's been okay, but you know, not great. AJ Brown seems to be an every other game kind of guy. Uh, on the other side, Cortland Sutton's had a, had a great, great performance, but will it be sustainable? Who knows? And without that second quarterback, like Kyle pointed out in the lineup, we don't know exactly which of the six top 24 running backs he's going to choose. Um, and choosing correctly will make or break the week. I lean scrubs, but I think this is going to be the better of the two three and O games. Yeah, I think we should spend some time on on this one. It's a it's a great matchup. He's going to. I mean, I think it's going to come down to what decision Scott makes really more than. Um, I think where Philly Citywide's lineup is going to be pretty set black and white. I think he's going to get a pretty decent return for what he puts in. Scott has a lot of variance, right? Like he he can put in Mac Jones, right, when he gets him locked in. Or does he go with Ramondre? I mean, it's Dallas's defense. But was Dallas's defense last week what we expect without Trevon Diggs? Or are they going to get back to rushing the passer and causing havoc? I think my bet would be on the latter, but but who knows? And then I think the other running backs too, B-Rob, Kyron Williams, are all playable against all of his running backs that he's starting right now. It's It's, you know, he's got five RB1s right now. Um, and, and stay tuned next week. We have a, a, an eye a investigative map investigative uh, team has, has done a, a bit of homework uh, on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be tight. And uh, I think, uh, I think the scrubs are going to win, but I'm, I don't, I'm not all that confident in it. I'm mostly rooting against my draft pick. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. This is a, the first, first matchup I'm, I'm worried about. And, if he does play Mac Jones and, and gets that quarterback upside, um, I, I think the, the citywides have to rely on Lamar and Jordan Love being the outliers and, and putting up numbers to have any chance of, of pulling this off because ugh, Kenneth Walker, top five running back so far this year, Cortland Sutton just putting up solid numbers and Jamar Chase and Burrow finally making connections and putting up numbers. This is it's going to be a, a hard team to take down. Um, so we'll, we'll see what matchup uh, he wants to throw out, but uh, I'm, I'm not confident and I, I'm not like all of you. I don't always pick myself. I would pick myself to cover it, but I don't think I'm going to be pulling out a, a win this week. Next matchup. I think we're going to go with, the closest spread, but not the most exciting game. We've got Joe's Primo team versus the home run hitters. And if I'm reading this correctly, the home run hitters are three point favorites. 
What say you, Tyler? I just covered the last one. Uh, oh, sorry, my bad. The yeah. Drew. Um, I I'm gonna go with with the just two at Tagovailoa winning this. Um, that's 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 pretty much it. I don't. Uh, there's not a lot to be excited up looking up and down home run haters lineup. Um, the Tennessee Titans as a team have just severely disappointed. Um, Joe Mixon does look like maybe he's maybe he'll come back to life, but um, I, I'm just going to go with the talent on on the other side. And that's two or that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that's maybe Brees Hall if he if he can play this week. That's uh, Josh Downs looking like he's coming back. Give me give me uh, Joe's Primo team. This would actually be my lock of the week if I if I could lock one in. Next matchup, we've got Darnstown Drush, eight point favorites versus Virginia Ground and Pound. Cal? Yeah, I think this is this is where Darnstown uh, starts to make their their comeback and and starts to correct the ship, getting back on two and two. Um, I I think they just had some bad matchups, and uh, the Ground and Pound have just not been doing well it's it's a two qb league and you have one qb who is giving you points with danny jones i mean you do have jacobs and robinson but i think the variability off not having a second qb is just gonna hurt them and i i think with burrow correcting himself figuring out how to be that non-mobile pocket passer um, with that calf injury connecting with chase and achan if he has half the game that he did last week, he's going to put up numbers. Um, is Eckler back this week? Uh, yeah. Did he get cleared? All right. uh, it, he, he practiced in full. Um, yeah. And and uh, that's the question, right? Who do I start at running back? Um, is Eckler – I'm going to start Eckler. I'll tell you that much. But ETN and HN, I think there there might be a conversation there. Yeah. Um, even with with uh, Eckler back, he's probably going to split touches again. I mean, splitting touches with Kelly. Kelly's useless, and he's on my team, so I can feel that. But I I think this is where um, Drew corrects the ship, gets two and two, and grounded pound just doesn't have the points. I don't think he has the players with enough ceiling to overcome the consistency of two QBs. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that Cooper Cup isn't involved in this matchup because it would be a lot more exciting. Uh, Daniel Jones and Cooper Cup fighting their old team. My heart. Looks like he might be back next week, though. <laughs> and in the final matchup, we have Vienna Rams are the best versus Lewisburg Luchadors. I think this was a key reason that Justin was willing to trade for Adams this week. He's got to beat Rams are the best. I mean, this is you just everyone's got to beat him, right? Like that's that's the dream. What do you think? Let's just go around the whole table because I do think this is one of the more exciting matchups this week. Let's start with you, Tyler. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely believe that this is why Justin went out and got Devontae Adams. Um, he smartly looked ahead. He saw who he was playing, and he's like, you know what? Let me stick it to him with his old his old player, uh, Devontae Adams here. Um, do I think he gets the job done? Uh, looking across matchup wise, you know, pretty low scoring uh, totals everywhere up and down the the Rams lineup uh, with the exception of the kickers, the defense. It's not really what you want to see. Uh, go off Josh Allen, maybe in a shootout with, with Buffalo. On the other side, you've got 
maybe two of the most ineffective uh, quarterbacks to go in the first round in, in recent memory outside of Zach Wilson. So, you know, they get to play some, some poor defenses, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, even if the running backs white and Pierce hold their own against Warren and Johnson, um, Teagan's Justin Jefferson and Devonte Smith, uh, plus Josh Allen should, should carry the Rams through. Sure. Yeah, I think the 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 Rams are going to win. I think this is a there's a lot of quarterback question marks on both of these teams. Um, I mean, Justin has a lot of quarterbacks. I don't think he likes any of his quarterbacks, as he's made exceptionally clear in the group chat. Um, and I think that could hold him back against Josh Allen. I think that's going to be the the biggest difference because I do think getting Devontae helps his wide receivers keep pace. I think um, his running backs uh, might uh, slightly uh, outperform um uh dave's running back so i think dave's going to start getting better performances from those two running backs that he's starting as the season goes on um but i think josh allen uh is the difference here um i don't think he's getting 35 points this week from buffalo's defense though not against miami i do have to say that justin fields and the chicago's bears versus russell wilson and the denver broncos is gotta be like one of the uh, who knows what's going to happen in that? That's just going to be a trashy game to watch. It should disgusting. Happen. It sounds like the second half might feature uh, Tyson Badgen and Jared Stidham. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I have to go counter. I think the Luchadors will pull this off if Fields puts together any sort of competent game. And the reason I really think that I think T Higgins and Devonte Smith, I think this last week has really shown both teams have a number one and they're going to use their number one. I think they're going away from T Higgins relying on chase Moore, And I think Philadelphia is relying on AJ Brown over Devonte Smith. And I think those numbers are going to drop. They both have the opportunity. To, they have high ceilings still, but I think over time they are going to, not produce as much as you are expecting them to. And compared to Devontae Adams, Debo, and you got the stack of Pickett and Pickens, I, I think it's just it's going to come down to Justin Fields. And if he can put over 15 points up, I think the Luchadors are going to squeak by with a win. Fair enough. All right, Drew, what who won the side pot this past week? Last year was uh, last week was what are you doing here, little kitty cat? Making the wrong start by the closest margin, and that was Scott Kelly, the rich get richer. He won the weekly award, and he also uh, missed starting Rasheed Rice over Jordan Addison. Rasheed Rice outscored Jordan Addison by point two points. There are at least three teams that had, including Scott, that had another uh, point three away from from making the wrong start. Um, so, uh, but he he swept the weekly awards. Um, and the rich get richer. Um, Real quick, before you go to the next one, will you ever do this competition again? It seemed extremely difficult. No, it wasn't that difficult. I just had to, I mean, I, I just double-checked on the way in. I, I just hadn't put a lot of time into looking. That's, that's all. Well, that's what I meant by difficult. <laughs> it was really easy. This one is, I'm a man, I'm 30. Most points scored by players, plural, over 30. That means start all the players that you have over 30 
somebody has an advantage. I don't know who that is. I'm guessing uh, Tyler's got, I know he's got Kelsey. Some people have 30 year old quarterbacks somewhere around. I don't know who. So uh, start him. I might start Jimmy G. Is he 30? Yeah, he's 30. Gotta start Jimmy G. But before we move on, we got to have a shout out to Byron's cat who did pop up in the background as we're talking about. We got last week's <laughs> award. So we got a, great, a, a little shout out. Yeah. What is he doing here, little kitty cat? <laughs> and from now on, I'm going to remember to send Byron the audio of these quotes so that I don't just sound really weird for saying, what are you doing here, little kitty cat? And I'll actually play it. Yeah. Because that is hard. Right. Someone could pull the Mike Gundy, I'm a man. Uh, I'll afford it. Yeah. Uh, but, but we will next week. All right. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me this week and excited to talk with you next week. Kyle, I hope yes, your win streak continues. And uh, Drew, I hope that you win another one. Tyler, I don't know what you're hoping for. I don't know if you're wanting a win or a loss. It's kind of confusing I, me. I'm honestly just waiting for the world to end at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. And that, with that is our podcast. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all It started out with a trade, how did it end up like this? It was only a trade, it was only a trade Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing While he's dropping the ball, eight's running it back Now they're both of my team, and my stomach is sick And it's all in my head, but it's winning it all now He gets my first pick now